You're listening to Theology and Apologetics with Thomas Fretwell, bringing theology to life. Welcome back to the Theology and Apologetics podcast. This is our 10-minute devotion series. On today's episode, we will be looking at the subject of biblical discipleship. What does it actually mean to be a disciple of Jesus in this world? And how can the first century give us clues to what this means? So sit back, listen, and enjoy. We'd just like to remind you that this is a listener-supported podcast and we really do need your support. So become a Patreon supporter for exclusive benefits and gifts on Patreon forward slash Theology and Apologetics. So what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? Let's turn and read one of the most famous texts in the New Testament, the Great Commission. It's found in Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 16 to 20. And this is the famous commission where he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And if this is our last commission from the Lord, we better take it seriously. What does it mean to be a disciple? What is discipleship at its core? Now you can gain a great insight just from understanding the language here. The Greek word for discipleship is the word that means to be a learner. And this is a wonderful way to think about it, a learner, but not in the sense of just a university mindset like we think of someone giving us facts and us learning them. Learning was more like imitation. It was a learning that involved a practical application of the truths that you have learned. And in this context, we should ask a learner of what? What is a disciple of Jesus? A learner of whom, we might say. We are to be learning of the king. Discipleship was nothing new to the world of Jesus. Many rabbis of that period had the model of discipleship. The custom of the sages and the rabbis in Israel was for these teachers to take people under their arms and make disciples. The famous rabbi Hillel, he had 70 disciples, one of whom was Yochanan ben Zakkai. He was one of Hillel's uh, famous disciples and he had his own disciples. Rabbi Akiva, the man who was skinned alive by the Romans for teaching the Torah, uttering the Shema, refusing to stop teaching the Torah. He had disciples, five main ones, thousands more who followed him. Rabbi Gamaliel, a son of Hillel, he had a very famous disciple who we are all familiar with. We call him the Apostle Paul. And then there's Jesus. He had the twelve, he also had the seventy, and thousands more who followed him. And to this day, still millions upon millions of disciples. You see, it wasn't just about subscribing to the same doctrines and teachings as one particular teacher. It was actually about becoming like the teacher in every way. Luke 6 verse 40 gives us a glimpse of this from the first century. It says, A pupil is not above his teacher, but everyone, after he has been fully trained, will be like his teacher. And this is how I want you to think about discipleship. This is the essence of discipleship, the art of imitation. 
And I'm getting this. This is an Old Testament concept. It comes from the book of Leviticus, in fact. Eight times in that wonderful Old Testament book, you find this phrase, Be ye holy, for I am holy. This is the art of imitation. And we find this again repeated in the New Testament as a model for conduct. 1 Peter 1.15 says this, But like the Holy One who called you, be yourselves holy in all your behaviour, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. We find this also in the Apostle Paul. How often does he mention the theme of imitation? You might not have noticed it, but look for it. Let me just give you a couple of examples. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1. He says, be imitators of me, just as I also am of Christ. And then in Ephesians 5 verses 1 to 2, he says it more directly. He says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. You see, when the disciples were fully trained, they would become like their teacher and then they would be in a position where they could go on and teach others. We find this principle going all the way back to Ezra. You remember that famous verse, Ezra 7.10. Ezra set his heart to study the law of the Lord, to practice it and to teach his statutes throughout all Israel. A teacher must himself be a, dis a disciple and student of the, of the word. He must practice the word. That means he must be obedient to what he learns. And then he must commit this to others. And this is the essence, again, of discipleship. We find this in the words of Jesus. John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. That means you are studying, living, practicing, obeying the word of God. That is the characteristic of a disciple. We know that eternal life is free. Salvation is a gift, a free gift. By grace through faith we are saved. But discipleship is a process that requires us to continue in his word, to abide in his word. It is nothing less than the radical pursuit of the knowledge of God revealed in his word and through his son Jesus Christ, the one that we follow. It seems this is a first principle in discipleship, to be living in obedience to his word. And thus, when we do that, we display the one who is the word incarnate in our lives. This is a wonderful teaching from the New Testament. Titus 2 verse 10 says this, Not pilfering, but showing all good faith, so that they will adorn the doctrine of God our Saviour in every respect. Look at that phrase, adorn. It's the Greek word cosmeo. And this is the word where we get our English term cosmetics from. It gives us a wonderful word picture. What do we do with cos cosmetics? Women put them on their face to make themselves beautiful. We understand the, the picture and the imagery going on here. And think about what this is saying for the church. We are to literally adorn, wear, put on the teachings, the doctrine of God our Saviour. If, if we are abiding in the word, abiding in the doctrine of Christ, if we're obeying his teaching, that is how the church is made beautiful because his commandments are beautiful and we are living them out for everyone to see. If we fail to live out these doctrines, the church will fail to properly imitate Christ. This is why the word of God is so pivotal. That's why Jesus says a disciple will continue in his word. Imitation is the essence of discipleship. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 2 to 3, another wonderful verse. You are our letter, written in our hearts, known and read by all men, being manifested that you are a letter of Christ, cared for by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. What's the point of this verse? What do we get here? We are living epistles. 
people are meant to be able to read a disciple, a living epistle written not with ink but with the Spirit of God as we live in obedience to God. People are meant to be able to look at us and learn about Jesus. That's how far this imitation goes. An imitation involves obedience to the word of God because we love the word of God. It is our joy. It's our delight. This is it. The messengers of the gospel should actually become the message themselves by their imitation. So when we think of discipleship, let's not just think of a simplistic phrase like following Jesus or being sanctified. Whilst I understand these things are involved, let me give you my own definition that's gleaned from this study. This is what discipleship means. It is radical imitation of Christ, informed by his word, empowered by his spirit, and manifested in obedience and self-sacrificial love. And such a life will shine forth the truth of the gospel into this world, and the truth will set people free as they see the beauty of Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to connect with us on social media. May the Lord bless you. You've been listening to Theology and Apologetics. This podcast is supported by your generous donations. To help us continue to bring you great content, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash theologyandapologetics. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please leave us a review and remember to connect with us on social media. For more resources, please go to theologyandapologetics.com. Thanks for listening.